0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Today on this Easter Sunday, any preacher everywhere is going to think long and hard about what to say to all of you. And just like them, I have thought a lot about what I would say in this Easter sermon, and I always really overthink all of this. And today is no different, but it got me thinking about the way we think, about the way our minds work, about the way our brains help us perceive the world around us. Our minds really are incredibly complex organs, and our minds can often, if we're not careful, get in the way. Now, our Christianity, our faith, is not a heady exercise, it's not a mental issue, and that's why our brains can often get in the way of us understanding what it is that happens on Easter Sunday, what it is that we celebrate, the invitation that God offers to us on this day. When we encounter something new, our brains don't know quite what to do with it because they make assumptions, right? From an early age, we create assumptions about the way the world works so that we can react and respond to the way that we experience the world. And today is the kind of day when we experience something totally new, that if we're not careful, we're going to put our minds in the way of what God is offering to us freely. Now, the way our brains work is really incredible. Have you seen the videos of people who are colorblind seeing color for the first time? These are amazing things. A scientist years ago discovered that he could use rare earth iron to put in lenses of glasses. And for the people who can't see reds or greens, which is about 5% of the population, when they put on these glasses, they see color for the first time. And these videos, as simple as this is, makes me choke up. These people who have gone years, decades even, without seeing color, all of a sudden see greens for the first time, or that thing they walk past every day is purple, and they never knew, and they begin to weep, because they're seeing something for the first time, something they thought they had known, but they had never really seen for what it could be. That's perhaps the invitation that we receive at Easter, to see the world for the first time in a new way. Now, we talked about predictability. We like predictability. We like to know what to expect. We like to live in a world that is secure. We surround ourselves with a great little bubble and bumper that keeps us from experiencing things that upset us. If someone moves your stapler at work, it can really undo your whole day, right? (laughs) Or if your spouse maybe leaves car keys somewhere in the house that you don't expect and you can't find them, it's really annoying, and how about? If your favorite restaurant stops serving your favorite dish, right? This is, this is really upsetting stuff, because we like predictability. We like to know what to expect and get what we expect. But if we're honest, the way the world works is not really working. See, the world tells us to expect that might makes right, that if we put others down, we will raise ourselves up. And that kind of way of living is no longer working. The way that the world is structured is not working. And today we glimpse a divine opportunity to live differently. And the whole summary of this story is that God wants us. God wants each one of us so badly that He will do anything to shake us and get our attention, anything to help us see that His love is all we really need. Now perhaps we're not quite convicted of this truth. The resurrection is real, and maybe we hope to believe it. Maybe we want that to be true, but something has not quite connected for us because I don't see all of you every Sunday. So I know (laughs) that something has not quite locked in for everyone in this room and perhaps not being convicted of that truth yet is because our minds get in the way of our hearts. We overthink this idea of faith so much that we can't just let it be true. But see, God wants to get beyond our minds and transform our hearts if we would just get out of the way. I spent a summer once as an intern in a cardiac hospital. And I'm a nerd when it comes to science and medical stuff, and so I loved walking into the rooms and watching procedures and doing all of those non-chaplain things at the hospital, what I wasn't supposed to be doing. And so, when I heard a story about a pastor who had a member in his church who was a cardiac surgeon, I was fascinated, because he, like me, was a little science nerd, and he had asked this friend of his, the surgeon, if he could sit in on a procedure. And his friend said, sure, he was about to do an open heart procedure, and so this pastor dressed up and went into the OR with his friend, the surgeon, to watch this procedure. This incredible moment when we can literally open someone up and repair their heart, physically change their heart so they can be healthier. And as the procedure went on, he watched his friend do this incredible miracle of science. And at the end of the surgery, everything had gone smoothly his friend began to massage the heart and began to pump the heart to get it to beat again. And as he massaged the heart, nothing happened. And so, he got a little more aggressive, pumping a little bit faster, trying to get that heart to start again. Still nothing happened. They got the paddles out, began to shock the heart. And as they did so, this pastor realized he may see his friend lose a patient right in front of him. And as they began to get more and more desperate, his friend the surgeon just stopped, took off his gloves, lifted his mask, and bent down onto the floor and got right up close to the patient's ear and said, Mrs. Johnson, this is your surgeon. The surgery has gone very well. Everything has been repaired. Now you need to tell your heart to beat again. And it started beating. It's an amazing moment when we let our minds get out of the way and the faithfulness beyond our control takes the wheel. And there are so many of us in this room who've experienced such broken-hearted experiences. And even though God has covered us with his grace, sometimes we just simply have to tell our hearts to beat again, today's the chance. Today is the chance to tell our hearts to beat again. Today is the chance to open our eyes and to tell our souls to live again. Today is our chance, with those open eyes, to become the person God created us to be, to become the person we hope to be. Resurrection is not like anything we can expect or imagine. Resurrection breaks every rule, makes no sense. And yet, God offers resurrection to every one of us. Resurrection changes the game. It means that everything we do in this life matters. Every opportunity to love someone changes the world for the good. Every opportunity we have to spread peace and joy in the world changes the world for the good. Every time we care for someone else when we don't have to helps bring about God's kingdom in a world that has gone off the rails. We can be the light in the darkness. We can be the hope when people despair. We can become the hands and feet of God to do God's work in the world and change it forever. Today's the day to get our minds out of the way and to listen to God call to our spirit, directly call to each one of us. And today is just the beginning. Through this whole Easter season, we're going to be imagining the way that the church responds to Christ, both in the book of Acts and also right here today in Dallas, Texas, at St. Michael and All Angels. You see, Easter is not the end, but the beginning. The journey starts today, and God wants your life to be changed today. Thanks be to God for the gift of Jesus. Thanks be to God for the hope of resurrection, and thanks be to God for the gift of new life. Christ has indeed risen. Alleluia. Happy Easter. Amen.